Want to know why your interiors or images don't look like the ones you see on your favorite social media feeds? What if I said I could let you know and show you what's missing and how to transform your spaces with clarity and confidence? The truth is creating beautiful interiors is simple when you know the right strategies, but most people go about it the wrong way. This is why I created the Styling Masterclass. It's the only program that simplifies the art and science of styling, giving you the clarity and confidence to take your interiors to the next level and attract your dream customers or clients so you can make your creative dreams finally possible. This is for you if you're an interior designer or photographer, have an Airbnb, a homeware shop or e-commerce business, and you want your interiors to look like the ones you see in your favorite books, magazines or Instagram accounts. Come learn how to style using my signature method so you can elevate any interior and create compelling imagery, which is your most effective marketing tool if you're selling a product or service in the world of interiors. Any successful business owner knows that styling is your secret weapon to cut through the visual noise, stand out from the crowd and grow your business. Styling is something that you don't want to leave to chance. In today's world, images are everything. This is why leading interior designers and architects always use stylists to finesse their spaces for photography to make sure they've got incredible imagery that they can use for their socials and website. Come learn how to make styling not only an essential element, an easy way to create content for your socials and websites, but learn how it can propel the growth of your creative business. If you're serious about creating beautiful interiors and a business you love without struggling in obscurity, this is the program for you. I'm going to share my process and give insights that you're not going to get anywhere else because I've been working as a professional interior stylist for the past 15 years. The Styling Masterclass will give you that clarity and confidence you need to take action and connect with your dream customer or client so you can make your creative dreams possible. Go to nataliewalton.com forward slash next level to learn more and enroll now. Enrollments are open for only a short time. So please, if you're interested and you're ready to take your interiors to the next level, go to nataliewalton.com forward slash next level. Welcome to Imprint, a podcast about creating a home and life you love. I'm Natalie Walton, an interior designer, stylist, and best-selling author focused on an holistic approach to homes. Each week, I'm sharing insights and interviews about the creative process to help you enhance both your interiors and well-being, as well as provide you with the tools and resources to make considered and sustainable choices with all that you create. If you want to get to the heart of what your style is and how to express that in your home, then I'm excited to share some free resources with you. When you pre-order my new book, Style, The Art of Creating a Beautiful Home, before its worldwide release on July 5, you will get instant access to some free bonuses. First of all, you will go into the draw to win one of 10 places in the Styling Masterclass, valued at Australian $799. Secondly, you will get a free workbook on how to find your style. This is basically taking the ideas behind the book 
and helping you apply them to who you are. And finally, you will get instant access to three styling insider guides, including how to style step-by-step, walking you through how to style a space, a styling checklist, what you need to make sure you have in each space, and your essential styling toolkit, which includes the essentials I have in my home that help me always be ready to style my spaces. Just a reminder that these free bonuses are only available when you pre-order my new book, Style. Hello, everyone. I hope you're all well. I'm really looking forward to sharing today's episode with you, and it's going to be a little bit different to anything that I've done before. I'm sharing another concept that's in my new book, Style, and one that I think is really important for any creative. So that's whether you're creating a home, perhaps you're an interior designer, a stylist, or just a homeowner who really wants to create a place that you love. Maybe you're an artist and are engaging with the practice of creating artworks, paintings, whatever type of medium that you work in. Or maybe you're a ceramicist, a jewelry maker, a photographer. It doesn't matter what type of creativity that you engage with. All of it relates to having to establish a a creative practice because it's one thing to go through the process of dreaming about doing something and wanting it to happen and seeing other people do it and wondering how they do it. But the truth is, and I say this to students in my courses all the time, The only way we ever get the results that we want in our life is by doing the work. And so today is very much a call to action for you, if you will, and a reminder that you really need to show up consistently to get the results in your life that you want. You can't just sort of do it in fits and spurts. You can't do it occasionally. If you want to design a jewelry range, if you want to make ceramics, if you want to be an interior designer, then you have to actually do that work consistently. And it's got to become part of your identity. Now, it doesn't matter if people are paying you or not. It's how you perceive yourself. It's the same that in the book, Good Habits by James Clear, he says that If we're to establish any good habit, we have to assume the identity. So we can't just say, I'm going to, I'm going to eat well, or I'm going to be healthy, or I'm going to lose weight. You've got to actually identify as that person that I am the type of person who makes healthy choices. You've got to take on that identity and creativity is very much like that. So I spent a lot of time researching this topic and an agonizing amount of time writing this particular insight in the book. I don't think I could necessarily express it any other way, and I hope that you enjoy this little excerpt. You're here because your home is important to you, and you're interested in the idea of creating beauty in your spaces. Making a home is a form of art, and creating art requires you to engage with it every day. Any type of creative endeavor involves commitment if you want to push yourself, improve, and gain confidence. The mind is complex, though. We can want something, but put barriers in our own way. We make excuses and defer to someone else and their opinion. It is easy to let the noise of the world overwhelm you, 
and allow yourself to drown in indecision. But if you want to create your art, there comes a point when it's time to stop looking out there for all the answers. They are within you. You already have the tools to create beauty within your home. Your imagination and ideas are your best assets. They will help you solve problems, which are inevitable, and communicate your solutions in a visual way. All you have to do is create from your own wellspring of original ideas, which you can access when you tap into your story, feelings, and values. The creative process is available to anyone who wants to make something a room, a home, a life. But understand that creativity is not the final result, it is the act of engaging with the process. We cannot always control how something will look, especially at the start, or how it will be received. However, we can control our commitment to creating it. Don't wait for inspiration or to be in the right mood. Your home will never reach its potential if you are always waiting. Instead, stay committed to your practice no matter how you're feeling on any particular day. If you're creating for a client, you can't only work when you're in the right frame of mind. Working through a problem and overcoming obstacles is all part of the process. The creative life is a well-worn path. You are not the first to try to solve a problem or innovate. It has always been this way and continues to be the path for all creatives, from architects to designers, writers to chefs, painters to musicians, and many more in between. While everyone's life is different, the steps they've taken are often the same. Taking risks is part of the process. It's part of the alchemy that's necessary to create anything worthwhile. You can learn the ingredients and know the steps, but there is never any guarantee that the results will be what you expect. That's just part of the process and while magic is possible. In the space between our expectations and the outcome is an opportunity for the unexpected, and we can create something far better than we ever hoped for or imagined. But taking risks and engaging with alchemy can induce fear and hold many people back. Resilience can shield you. Within its protective force, you have the space to grow and improve. All you have to do is learn to trust yourself. Consider the journeys of those you admire. While each of them has taken a different path, their process has usually involved the same key ingredients and steps. The most important factor is trust. Trust to take the first step. Trust in the self. Trust that they can make a contribution. Trust in the alchemy of creation and that they cannot always control it, but can engage with the process. Making something special and unique is at the core of being a creative. When this process is working and shared with others, no matter how few or how many, we progress as a society and culture. That's why art matters. And it's why creating your particular type of art matters. Each improvement, each advancement makes a difference.
It has an impact on our families, our communities and more. It has a trickle-down effect on others and is how ideas disseminate. When we step out of thought and into action and move from creating in private to sharing in public, something beautiful happens. We also create an opportunity for someone else, says marketing expert and author Seth Godin in The Practice. The door opens on possibility, insight and community. We fortify connection and culture. We make a contribution. It's a generous act of service that is at the heart of the human experience. But here's the rub. Taking that step and opening the door to being judged can paralyze those with even the best of intentions. When we worry about the opinions of others, we hold back part of ourselves and create timidly and apologetically. When we create in the shadow of fear and worry, we cannot create our best work. We have to be courageous if we want to create a home and life that meets our true desires. Courage is a choice. It's the story we tell ourselves. We choose to believe that the steps we need to take are hard, but that's just a thought. We can change any thought. We just choose to believe something else. Life is simple, but we make it complicated. Our thoughts create our actions, which create the results we have in our lives. If we want a different result, we have to think a different thought. Why do we make it so hard? It is our primal brain holding us back away from potential danger. But what's the worst that could happen? Don't let your thoughts stop you from creating a home and life that's important to you. Don't worry about what others think. Besides, they are too busy caught up in their own thoughts. There are so many ways we hold back, but don't hide in trying to find your style. Don't get lost in the pursuit of perfection. Don't believe that only an anointed few are born creative. You are creative. We are all born creative. But as we transition from the inner world of the child to the outer world of judgmental adulthood, we lose trust in ourselves. We lose our courage. We want to be accepted within the tribe. We sit back and watch the few others who are brave enough to lead. We hide in our homes. We stay safe. We stop growing and believing what's possible. The modern industrialized world wants to keep it this way. It wants to keep us in doubt, selling us products and services that purport to solve our problems. The more uncertain we become, the more willing we are to try anything to make life better. But we don't have to listen to this outside world that wants to keep us confused and circling in doubt, feeling overwhelmed and fatigued. Instead, it's time to trust ourselves and the process and to take action. The first step in the process is to be clear with your intention. This is how you turn ideas into reality, solve problems, and make a contribution to your family, your community, and the world. Set out to create something that's important and worthwhile. If it's worth doing, it's important to be clear on why you're doing it and what you hope to achieve. Clarity paves the way to focus on the results you want in life. 
it's also important to establish good habits. This is the practice of taking consistent action. You cannot call yourself an artist if you create once. It is when we engage in the act of art making consistently that we become artists. We assume the identity. Again, it comes down to making a choice. If you want to be a stylist, style. If you want to be a designer, design. It's simple. You don't need anyone's permission. Just do the work. The proof is in the process. If you create every day, you're a creative person. Don't plan to create. Don't worry about the conditions. Don't focus on the skill level of your creativity. Don't look at your results. Instead, establish a habit of creativity. The more you engage in the process, the better you will become. The more confidence you will gain. But it all starts with trusting yourself to take action. Now it's time to find your voice, the language that's unique to you, your imprint. One of the greatest hurdles is worrying about what others think. We want to avoid judgment and criticism, but when we hold our voices back because of fear, we are denying ourselves and others. Don't hide or hoard your gift. No one else has your voice. No one else can contribute in the same way that you can. And you are missing out on the opportunity to connect in a meaningful way with those that matter most to you. When you hold back, you're preventing others from joining you on your journey and helping and encouraging you to be, keep producing. We all need a support crew, people who believe in us and what we're creating. When we make a contribution, we become part of a creative movement, a positive cycle of improvement. We encourage each other to keep practicing, keep improving and keep producing better work. The process of sharing our art creates connection in our homes and community, but also contributes to our cultural conversation. When we spread ideas, we have the potential to change the world. What about the process? You have to try different combinations until one feels right and works. It's as simple as that. It's not personal. If it doesn't work or doesn't feel right, there's nothing wrong with you. You just need to try a different combination. Look at the data of previous examples. Do the maths. Try more combinations and more ideas. Be braver. Keep engaging with the process until you get the result you want. Understand that you can't please everyone. Create for yourself. Focus on what you can control. The work, the process, the practice, the part that matters the things you can learn. A skill is something that can be learned through dedication and perseverance. The more you apply yourself, the better you will get. You will not only improve your technical skills, but also your insight, judgment and confidence. Be clear on who you are creating for. Is it for you or your family? Do you want recognition from your peers, friends, colleagues? You cannot create for everyone. When you are clear about who you're doing it for, you can create with clarity and much more ease. It's worth repeating. You cannot create for everyone. Within the process, 
question the intent of every action. Ensure there is a purpose for each element, even if it's decorative. Understand that everything needs a function. Create intentionally and in a state of mindfulness, fully aware and focused on the task at hand. Be consistent. That doesn't mean you have to repeat yourself. Create work in your voice, in your style. Seth Godin says it's best to create within a genre. It makes your work easily identifiable to the people it seeks to serve. It's different to generic, which is replaceable. Genre helps make your work become identifiable to the right audience, your people, your tribe. It gives you boundaries which you can use and adapt to your advantage and provides your people or your audience with context. Genre gives you more breadth for creativity than focusing on a prescribed style. It gives you freedom rather than constraints. Create on the edges of genre to leverage your ideas to your advantage. Finally, creative work doesn't have to be about drama. Simply focus on the work, one step after another, one action at a time. Clear away distractions. Say no more than you say yes. Don't wait for inspiration to strike. Don't wait for the muse. Don't focus on what you can't control. The only person stopping yourself from doing the work is you. Start before you think you're ready. Persist. Remember, attitude is a skill. Surround yourself with like-minded creatives who will lift you up and push you to make better work. Make a commitment to stand for something. You can't be great at everything. Choose the work and tasks that you're going to focus on. Be the best version of yourself. Keep reading and keep learning. Be specific and consistent. Master constraint. Trust the process. Now, it's up to you. I hope this has inspired you to create your own home and engage in your own creative practice. Thank you for listening to me today. I'll see you at the same time next week. All of the links and info for this episode are at nataliewalton.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so that you can get a direct download of the latest episode. And I really appreciate when you take a minute to rate and review, as well as share the love with someone you know who might benefit from this episode or on social media. If you'd like to access a range of free resources, come visit my website, nataliewalton.com. Thank you to Jaeger Media for producing this podcast. And I would also like to acknowledge the people of the Bundjalung Nation where it was recorded and pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. I look forward to connecting again soon. I'm Natalie Walton and you've been listening to Imprint. Imprint.